keeping you up to date with the latest in Texas Tech sports. This is the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into Ask Level, episode number 11, the podcast. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. We are on the other side of a road trip to Fort Worth. Red Raiders fall to TCU. Number seven team in the country that will uh, move up this week. Uh, level, first off, just open up thoughts on what you saw in Fort Worth on Saturday. Oh, frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, the whole trip was frustrating. <laughs> and, um, Very true. I, 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 uh, I, I didn't know how these kids would react after having to sit on a plane for eight or nine hours on the on Friday, uh, you and I were a part of that. Uh, that is no fun. That is a hopeless feeling. And it's, uh, I know that there's everybody's pointing fingers and all that. That is a TSA, whether on again, off again, uh, move the trip up earlier, trying to adjust, and then uh, airline and air traffic controllers kind of fighting over where you're allowed to go, when you're allowed to go, and mm-hmm. All those things, uh, but uh, but it equaled uh, it equaled uh, I think eleven forty five ish and uh, mm-hmm. sitting on the plane and not departing uh, said aircraft until about uh, a little after nine o'clock uh, there in I guess it turned out to be Fort Worth and then uh, you know a bus ride over to uh, uh, Metroplex where the hotel was so you know I, I I had I wasn't sure what you know a lot of times you you see teams okay they can rally they can fight through something like that or they can use it as an excuse I thought for the most part uh the tech played well early on and just but it, this is kind of the same theme unfortunately they'll fight you and then just kind of not have enough to finish Yep. And you 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 were losing players left and right, um, you know, against uh, TCU, and uh, that certainly did not help the cause. Namely, Baron Morton, and you know, variety of receivers. You, you were without Trey Cleveland, uh, did and, and would lose Sparkman and Jerron Bradley in the game. And you, you just I, again, I, I you, you have a hard time keeping up. You just don't have a lot of juice on offense, and we can. We can debate the fourth down calls and some of the option uh, plays and some of the different things that we saw. Um, I'm sure they'd love to have some of those play calls over and Mm -hmm. and do something different because they didn't work in some cases. But, you know, Joey McGuire told me after the game, you know, look, we saw something on film. We thought that was a a way to get to the perimeter and and just kind of, you know, keep keep the chains uh, moving and set ourselves up for the next uh, next play. But, uh, yeah, just overall, just frustration. I'm just – you hate losing and it's not uh, not a lot of fun and there's only three games left now and you need to win at least two of them if you want to play a 13th game that's the that's the reality of it but you're kind of settling in as a you know back end uh you know big 12 team this year i mean you're two and four in the league and you know that's uh that that that's where you're at so uh but uh yeah i just sure wish you could just finally figure out a way to keep a quarterback healthy yeah uh, level uh, rinse gonna, and repeat, man. I'm gonna change it up a little bit from normal. I'm gonna ask a few questions up front from uh, the audience based off of yesterday's game because we'll move yeah. on and talk some basketball uh, in a little bit because Texas Tech opens the week or the season this week. Uh, so, a few. What 
someone wants to know what exactly happened on the third down field goal thing watching on TV. That that was a big confusion yesterday. So there were actually a couple of questions on that. <laughs> well, I, I I guess come to find out the TV folks, uh, graphics and all those kind of screwed it up. The officials initially screwed up uh, in the stadium, but they got it fixed. I think they kind of award and, and, you, and you, you could explain that just as well as I can. Did you kick the field goal on third down or fourth down? You kicked it on fourth down. Right. Now, according, according to the referees, uh, right there that are that are monitoring everything and and they didn't do a great job yesterday uh, in many ways but uh, but that that's that's everybody it was everybody's understanding on the field that that was fourth down and so I don't know other than some TV graphics or some folks laying yeah. the chain chain down uh, too early and assuming something and all that stuff but uh, but yeah that that it was a hundred percent understanding of mine that that, that you you kicked field goal on fourth down at the end yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I think it just caused a lot of confusion that they gave a first down after picking up nine yards. Nine yards. Of 10. Well, shocker. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> yeah, I had some frustrating, yeah. and you could hear frustration in uh, Coach McGuire's voice post game. He never came out and pointed directly at that, but there were definitely some big plays within this game. A phantom face mask call. Um, PIs didn't exist except for one play. Yeah, it was it was a frustrating game on that front. Um, Going to more questions. Someone asked, do you think TCU plays dirty? I think this goes towards the number of quarterbacks that get knocked out. There was a play, which I didn't personally consider dirty. It was a a bang-bang play where Bradley got knocked out of the game, but he did end up getting a targeting call. So, um, Yeah, and that's a a bang-bang play i mean I, you have the personal foul on sports like conduct at the very end of the game with the navy transfer acting like uh acting you know uh not yeah. the right way um yeah. I, I don't you know I've, I've had some people ask me that you know was was the hit on baron dirty did they twist his ankle on purpose today I, I i can't speak to that i don't i don't know if you know i look I, i'm a full disclosure i don't really care for tcu i think the but uh, they say a lot of things, and so I just it, it, I find it funny. So, but I, do I think that somebody went out of their way to be uh, dirty and, and do something in, intentionally? I, I can't I can't say that. I, if if I felt that way, I would tell you. Um, but I don't I don't have any. And and I I guess in a w- weird way, you call it lucky that they've been able to knock out that many quarterbacks. Mm. I don't think it's anything that they're. It's just kind of just dumb luck. Uh, do I think TCU is great no but they i'd love to not be great and be nine and oh two i mean you know <laughs> no that, kidding, that, that's that you, you just win and you don't apologize for it i think they'll have a hard time getting through the texas and baylor games the next two weeks on the road unscathed uh, and they're going to have to go undefeated to get to the playoff based on on what we're seeing but uh yep. but you know that that's i've exhausted my uh thoughts on that subject there <laughs> yeah i don't know if sunny dykes just hung out with leprechauns in the off season or what but man they <laughs> well and and like uh yes yeah, sunny told me before the game yesterday he's like man I've been coaching since 1997 this is the very first year that i've ever had a, my starting quarterback for the year miss a start and that's crazy. It just, well and it just so happens that that's this year for them and max duggan ends up being a heisman trophy candidate i mean exactly. just so again uh dumb luck there but uh yeah somebody's living right in fort worth i guess a couple more questions on the football front uh someone says level what's your take on the tcu athletics director and their shade thrown towards texas tech 
Oh, I mean, I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're trying to draw you off sides. I think in, in some ways, this is the, this is kind of the, the tech fan base was so uh, uh, braggadocious about some of the things that the ticket buying and just getting all Twitter uh, fired up on, on Twitter and everything like that, that, uh, but I, I, I just am a big believer in karma. And if I was the TCU athletic director, I'd just, I'd just shut up and, and not hit send on something like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Cool, man. You, you, you had a bunch of empty seats instead of tech fans in there. Yeah. Right. Good, good, good for you, bud. I mean, like, you know, and I, I saw him down there and his uh, before the game and his loafers and his pocket square and everything like that. And I just, I don't know. I, I just, that that's not how I would roll uh, sure. as an, as an AD. I just kind of leave well enough alone. Look, you don't have to, you know, and the, but you know, tr- trying to be cool, man, let's run it back. Let's run it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog. Back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, Nathan asks, it's been super offense has been super in, inconsistent all season. Is that due to OC revolving door at quarterback or bad offensive line? <laughs> well, I, and, and I, I get, I get people are frustrated with, with Zach uh, and, and just the offense in general, but I mean, are people not watching? I, I this is what, like, I don't, it, it blows my mind. I, I don't know what you see. Um, and, and, you, and you're seeing very average offense, but Look, I mean, we, we, we said this before the season. This was where all the inexperience was. There's not a lot of proven playmakers. Really, there's not one proven playmaker, now that I say that. You, you don't have any team speed. And I think that in some ways you, you, you've, you've adapted. But, yeah, I mean, how the, the, the lack of quarterback continuity. I mean, whenever – now that we look back on it, when Barron went down against TCU, you, you really didn't have a chance. You know, um, uh, and and you you're missing you were missing two starters on your offensive line. You you, you were losing some receivers. You know, look, I and people can can get mad at, at Joey or Zach or Coach Hamby or whoever you want to point fingers at, but there's going to have to be some patience here. This was a a 500 team last year. You're mm-hmm. trying to you're trying to grow this thing. Right now, the only person that you, I think, expect to lose off your offense and the entire side of the ball for the most part is is Sir Roderick Thompson. And, you know, they'll all be back, uh, some of which maybe won't be back. Maybe that's your choice. Maybe that's their choice. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, it, it's just it, right now it's it's hard because you, you're not good at any one thing. And I don't know. Um, but that, that is a combination of, yeah, trying to protect a, a not very good offensive line that's trying to protect – either compromised or inexperienced quarterback play or just, you know, the constant rotation there. Um, you, you don't, you know, you don't have a proven playmaker at wideout. You know, we thought Miles Price would be that really since he's come back from his injury, he's kind of been a non-factor. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think Taj Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson are really good players, but they're, they're not, they can't take over a game. They can't, they can't go score, uh, you know, points for you and they 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 are tough they're good college players don't get don't misunderstand what i'm saying but there's just a lot of issues on that offensive side of the ball and if you want to have issue with play calling and and coaching and all that uh, have at it man that's that's what that's your your prerogative but i I just hope everybody understands the totality of what of all the different Things because that offensive line will look a lot different next year. Uh, they're they're going to try to fix it. They they know it's a, it's an issue. Uh, I think you know you you have a decommitment 
uh, on Friday from a receiver that in some weird way could end up being a great thing because I think it may open up a spot for you to go find somebody in the portal that's an older, more experienced guy mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, Texas Tech has had some success on finding some of those guys in recent years. I think you need to absolutely use that spot. But sure. you'll, you'll see them go find a center. You'll see them go find – uh, an offensive tackle and potentially a receiver uh, via the portal. And I think the idea of trying to find a center is because Dennis Wilburn is probably best suited to play guard. And you would have Dennis Wilburn and Cole Spencer as your starting guards next year, if you can go kind of find what you're looking for. But look, they're, 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 they're not happy with, with Caleb Rogers at times they, they've tried to, uh, it's been a turnstile at right tackle. You know, I think they're desperately wishing that Monroe Mills comes back soon. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and again, I mean, like, which which wideout, which wideout would would start for some of these other teams on your team? I mean, tell me. I, I, I'm all ears, and I, I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody. I'm just saying it's it's collectively it's it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. I mean, I think that, and, and they're trying each week to try to figure out what, what is best. Okay. Level. So two more questions and then we'll move on to KU and basketball, not KU basketball, but KU this week in basketball. Uh, This one from Tate says, why are we running shucks so much? They're just going to run the QBs, man. That's just what uh, I think it's trying to get it on the perimeter and trying to keep the defense honest and trying to, to protect the offensive line a bit. You do put your quarterback in harm's way when, when these things happen. You ran Barron, too, even though he's not exactly – wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you run Donovan, too. I just think that's what, what they're going to do. I don't think they feel like that any of these guys is a drop back and can you know survey the field because you just – the offensive line is just not going to give you that enough time uh, to, to, to win that way. Um, and you don't – you know, again, I, I go back. It's a combination of things. Like, do you have any receivers that can get any separation? You know, so I, I do yep. think you're trying to keep squeeze, squeeze some yards short, short the distance for, for what you're trying to get done sure. on the next play and and, and all those things. But uh, again, when it when it doesn't work, it looks ugly. I get it. Uh, yep. And it's and it's frustrating. But again, who who, who do you if, if you need to convert a third or fourth down, who, who's the go to? And then I would also ask, like, you know, what's the bread and butter for this offense? Like if you if, if you were in charge, what what would uh, what would your. <laughs> Like, who would you go to? I got a lot of answers of what I want it to be, but none that, well, well, that have yeah, been that consistent. you feel comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the problem. Um, so uh, anyway, but but again, it's it, people don't want to hear patience. I get it. I don't want to hear that either, just mm-hmm. because this is my alma mater as well, and I, I, I hate losing. I mean, trust me. Yep. When you when I'm sitting on the sideline watching it slip away from me in Fort Worth, Texas, I mean that that's rock bottom for me, man. I mean that's you know, and all the, <laughs> the hypno hypnotoed crap and all the, oh my the gosh. all the shots being fired at you on social media by former. Uh, former coaches uh, at, at you, yeah, and I mean, just just in the athletic director, I and mean, on and on it goes. So yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun uh, this past weekend in footwork, man. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know about Forecast. you, level, but I know <laughs> I picked up on that. I I don't know about you, but I uh, want TC to lose every game the rest of the way out, and they play the Longhorns <laughs> too, which is saying something. I have so. no problem rooting for Texas this weekend. In fact, yeah. that's exactly what I will be doing. I don't yeah. you know take my fan card away. I don't, I don't really care what, what you, that that's my preference. So yeah, I, I, Hey, my team can't win it. I hope, I hope, I hope that their season gets wrecked. 
Yeah. They're, no, they're, sorry. I mean, I'm not, I'm not waving some big 12 banner. I really don't care. No, no, uh, that fire is, uh, that fire has got plenty of fuel now and who knows, maybe yeah. a good thing for a, a few, a rivalry in the future. All right. Last question on this game. Uh, Peter asks, or says stubbornness on fourth down is costing the team wins. It took them out of the game yesterday. Am I alone in thinking this? Well, I mean, again, these are, this is picking and choosing because you beat Texas because of this same philosophy. I mean, flat out, you, you beat university of Texas because of this same philosophy and its success in doing so. Uh, I don't think that that necessarily cost you the game yesterday. Did, did you, but because again, my issue is if you if you have like an identity or or a way of doing things, mm-hmm. as long as you stick with it, I, I don't have any problem with it, and it, it's worked some Agreed. and it hasn't worked some. I mean, so it's actually worked more than it hasn't if you look at the numbers. So yeah, you can't pick and choose on when you want to be this way or not be this way. That's not right. how it works. Uh, I, I think, and again, part of the the fourth down opportunities is because you're not great on offense. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to give yourself a bit of an advantage by having the defense try to stop you uh, for four downs and not three. And yeah, I mean, and Joey doesn't care about the margin of, of loss or margin no. of victory or anything like that. It doesn't matter if you lose 40 to nothing or 41 to 40, he's trying to win. And that's, that's the way they're going to roll. I mean, yeah. and I don't, I don't see them changing for, or, 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 you know, now again, it changes based on, the score and time left and, and all, and, and point on the field and there's sure. all these things that factor into it, but they all, they all know those things. And that's the, that's the way that they're, they're choosing to go about it. I, I have no issue with it. And it didn't work some late in the game versus TCU. I get it. And that looks frustrating. And Gus Johnson can, can yell about uh, the punter <laughs> and needing to kick it all, all that, all he wants, but yeah. um, you know, so I, I just, you know, the, I mean, again, it's it's as if it's as if people are not have not been watching the team this season. This right. is what they do. They've told you week in and week out. This Don't is shy what, away from it. And there's a variety of reasons why why they do this. Some of which we've discussed here. Yep. So, and I honestly, I have not uh, broken down the numbers myself, but I'm pretty sure at worst you were minus seven in points yesterday from fourth down, which would be one of your lesser days. But on the season, you're still up. Yeah, and, and we points. can – and choice, we, we can I, – I think uh, if, if we want to take it further, I think that what I have called some different things on fourth downs, maybe Shazak would Probably, have to. yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but, and, and guess what? Because they didn't work. And so exactly. th- those are always maybe some things you would like to switch up or, or have back, but the decision to ultimately go for it, yeah, that's... I, I don't I don't have a problem with just because they've told you that this is what they're they're doing. And sure. Um, and, again, it, it's, won you, it's won you a huge game, your best game, your best win anyway. And uh, I don't think it ultimately cost you yesterday. Uh, You know, against. No, I think it stretched out the margin is what it did yesterday. Um, But it's, it's one more for you this year than it's lost for you. So I'm, I'm with you. It's, you you can't really sit there and, and put the blame on fourth down. And you have had coaches like that in the past, Mr. Tommy Tuberville, that would wave the white flag towards the end of the game to try to make the score closer instead of still attempting to win. So uh, I, I kind of like the approach of still trying to, to get it all the way till the end. All right, level towards uh, Kansas this week. They just knock off Oklahoma State. Um, I hobbled Oklahoma State, but did it convincingly. So uh, this game, 
that everybody has circled or not circled, but just a check mark for a win on the schedule before the year. We knew that wouldn't be this way, but it got maybe even scarier heading into this week. Yeah, and, you know, obviously Oklahoma State had no Spencer Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oklahoma State, I mean, kind of wheels have kind of come off there a bit. Uh, two trips to the state of Kansas uh, did not did not go well for the Pokes. And, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of out of the conference race and, and all those things. And I think uh, I think Kansas was tired of losing as well. I'd lost three straight and finally figured out a way to – uh, to win one and, and, you know, Jalen Daniels is, is still been out and he didn't, I don't think he played. I mean, Jason Bean was, was, was playing. I don't think Jalen Daniels played uh, against Oklahoma state, but Jason Bean, uh, the backup quarterback that's spent some time at North Texas going to be one of the fastest guys on the field. Uh, they will run him. And that's assuming that he's still uh, in there and they don't, they don't bring back Jalen Daniels who was in uniform on the sideline. I did see that, but uh, Devin Neal, the running back really good. This is going to be very similar to, like playing Kansas State in some ways. I don't think they're as good as Kansas State. I don't think they're as deep as Kansas State, but it's going to be they're, – they're not going to try to trick you a ton on offense. They're going to be a lot of run game, a lot of, you know, a semi-limited possession type game. Uh, but if Texas Tech, in my opinion, if they want any chance to go to a bowl game, this is just a game they've got to, they've got to win. You've got to win it a, a game at yeah. home and and bounce back and and snap a two-game losing streak here and kind of get a good taste in your mouth before you go to Ames, Iowa. But this is not going to be easy. Lance Leipold does a great job. Uh, he's a really good coach. Uh, their year, you know, in, into his tenure a bit. And so they've kind of seen some of the, the patients pay off a little bit for some of the things that they've been working on and working toward. And I don't know, may, maybe – Maybe they won't be as crisp because they're already bowl eligible, which was a huge record because now they're just playing yeah. for – but that that's just me wondering kind of the mindset, but I doubt that will be the case. But they've already achieved uh, achieved that goal, and you're, you're still searching for it. So it's weird to see a 6-3 and three Kansas team coming into Lubbock to play a 4-5 and five Texas Tech team. That's a bit uh, – it's a bit tough. It is very strange, but uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a matchup. I think you stated it as simple as it is. If you're going to go to a bowl game, this has to be one of your wins. You, you've yeah. got to have that this week. And uh, sense of urgency. Yeah. You know? and, and, I, and I thought your defense against TCU, I, I was very impressed with that effort uh, sure. for the most part. It's just if, if, you, if there's any, any criticism, again, to, to, to lob up there, it's just that you, they can't, they're not quite good enough to get you get you a takeaway in a key spot or or score you some points and, and all that because it, and it just we said this uh, last week it just needs to be that way for you you know that's the way your team is kind of built and this is where all your age and experience is and and boy they played some good football they were in the backfield a lot max duggan never really got comfortable until late in the game i just thought you kind of ran out of gas there but uh, I just, you know, if there's any, and you're being nitpicky when you say it, but if you could just like, you know, you got to create a turnover, got to get to the quarterback and, and, and the, the, the face mask, uh, thing that, that I, I'm not one to like blame an official or harp on it or whatever, but that, that changed the entire game. And 17, I don't know 13 if, lead for tech at that point. Yeah, and I don't um, know if you go on to win it, if that is, uh, you know, w- you know, waved off. But that that's just bad, man. Like yep. you got to be you better. At your, you you got to be better at your job than that. And they're going to come back and they're going to tell Texas Tech, "Hey, sorry, man, we blew it." <laughs> but that doesn't, you know. Yeah. Just like I'm sure that they did last week about the pass interference and Rayshon Williams in the end zone. 
And, but you've got to, you know, having said that, you've got to be good enough to fight through some of that stuff. And when you get uh, dealt a, a rough blow and you're just not there yet, that's just well, not who you are as a program uh, just yet. So anyway, but that, that, that's, that's unfortunate. And it's, I'd say a lot of other things, but uh, you know, it, it's just, and again, like in basketball, in basketball, like there's there's reputation calls, even in the Big sure. 12, there's reputation calls about certain guys get away with a little bit more than others and things like that, even at the college ranks and all that. Mm-hmm. And Tyree Wilson, not not that uh, that that was some sort of reputation call, but it's like, dude, guy makes a phenomenal play yeah. and and he doesn't he doesn't grab anybody's face mask, man. Yeah. And it's just if you call 15 yards, you negate an unbelievable play by him that doesn't even show up in the stats would have been a third and 14. Yes. And it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, very frustrating, but again, this is what people say when they've lost a game, they point to certain things and yeah, uh, the losers, uh, losers limp. Yeah, no, you nitpick everything, but also, like you said, they do have to be better in those moments. There was a third and there's a third down play when miles price got tackled and it looked like he caught the ball behind his back. Um, no pass interference call. They're, these are huge moments in tight games. And and it felt like, again, what losers say, but it felt like Tech got no calls that went their direction. Well, and, and you can go you can go Mark Mangino if you want on this deal. And I mean, we, we know what this is about. I mean, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. one, 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 one drive, one drive, and there's they give him a first down on three different penalties. And yeah. one, one of those, which is the Tyree Wilson deal. And so, you know, yeah. again, but – uh, I don't know if you would get the benefit of the doubt if you were in their same situation or not. I don't, I don't know. know, but I mean, it, it that's that's what the eyes have, that's what the eyes tell me, and so I mean, you know, that that's that's my opinion on it, and I just, yeah, I, I think that was, yeah, I don't know. You have to laugh to keep from crying on some of that stuff, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Last football question before we move on to basketball or thought or whatever level, do we see? An open quarterback competition, assuming Barron's out, and we we have no idea right now. But if Barron is out, does this open up to Shuck and Donovan, where either well, get it, or is this just Shuck's job? I I, I don't think you'll see Barron next week. I, I don't know for sure. I, that seems yeah. doubtful to me. He was in a boot. Yeah, yeah, that seems doubtful to me. I wouldn't just totally rule that out, but that's not what I would uh, mm-hmm. I, w- I would guess. And, and Tyler, he's told you what he – because, it. I mean, it, he looks rusty. He mm-hmm. looks like he doesn't have the same zip uh, with his throws and arm strength and all that. And he says this after the game. Hey, look, my mind is is right. I'm, I'm engaged. My body hadn't caught up to that yet. And that's what – you know, he just looks a little – uh, a little bit slower, a little bit like not yeah. as much zip on the football and all that. And it's not his fault. He's been out for, sure. you know, two months, and that's part of it. But th- th- that's why I think you see them – with shorter intermediate throws that there's not a lot there or just having him throw it up uh, because he doesn't have to like zip it or, or uh, because the, the, the throw against Baylor was just that that's just, he, he, well, he's not ready to do that in my opinion yet. That's what I see. And he may disagree with that. Coach Kitley may disagree with that, but that's just what I see. It just doesn't look like there's, and then with Donovan, I think that there's some concern about just his, the, the turnovers that he gets you into. And so I don't know if they want to really let turn him loose and, and let him just throw it everywhere and all that. But I mean, I I'm guessing that they'll let Tyler uh, start this next week. Uh, I don't know that for sure, but I, I you're going to see Donovan uh, some too. I just, uh, 
Uh, that that's but and it's not it's not pretty. But and maybe you get some offensive linemen back and some of those receivers back, and you can kind of find a rhythm. I, I will tell you this. I would love to see a little bit more of Cameron Valdez because I think he's got he, yeah. he's got some different juice. Uh, the problem with Cameron is he's a young player. He's not he hasn't figured out pass protection yet, mm-hmm. and so he's got to learn to be a complete running back before he can be an every down guy. Right. And I think you know when you see him now, it's like okay, we, we, you're going to run the ball, going to hand it to him, and all those things. But uh, uh, but I, I think that if he can figure out pass protection, I'd love to see more of him because he's got some different juice that you desperately need. No doubt. All right, moving towards basketball. Season tips off this week. We've got Maui in a couple of weeks. Um, this is a a team, like many teams level, that uh, has looked very different from the previous one. We've kind of gotten used to that in Lubbock where uh, turnover is normal, but that's not been a bad thing necessarily for Tech. We've seen uh, some very successful years here in recent past. So, um, what do you anticipate we see this year? Obviously, you have one of your big new guys on the shelf to start the season up until Big 12 play, according to Mark Adams. Um, but this seems like a, a group that's pretty talented playing in a very talented Big 12. Yeah, well, the the league, the league is going to be a monster, uh, but we've got a long ways to go, thankfully, before you get to that point, uh, because th- this is going to be a work in progress. I hope people... You should have high expectations. I just hope that people are realistic because there's only three returners technically, mm-hmm. um, and and only one of those really played uh, a ton. And Kevin O'Banner, sure, you know Daniel Bacho is going to play a lot more, and he was just a spot minutes uh, type type player last year. And then KJ Allen just didn't didn't play much at all. But that's it. Th- those are the only three guys that uh, that played for you last year that are back. And you're going to be a lot younger, Choice. Uh, so yep. you're not going to be – you're not near as big as you were last year. You were really long and, and you know, all over the place uh, last year. And you're just not – you're not built that way this year. You're a lot more guard-oriented uh, this year. I think you'll be able to shoot it a lot better, which, you know, could bail you out on some nights. Uh, some nights that that will be kind of what you major in. But, you know, Pop can shoot it. Uh, talking about Pop Isaacs, the true freshman, mm-hmm. Davion Harmon can shoot it. You'll love watching him play. He's a bulldog of a point guard or combo guard, however you want to phrase it. I think Jalen Tyson is the most talented player on your team. However, he could come down and turn it over four straight times, or he could come down and, and get you four buckets. And so, yeah. you know, getting him to play smart is going to be the biggest thing because you're going to see flashes and go, oh, my goodness, because he can really get to wherever he wants to on the floor. He's extremely athletic and talented. He just gets a bit wild and, and out of sorts at times. And I think that that'll be Coach Adams's and Steve Green's and Al Pinkins's and Corey Williams is like biggest challenge with with Jalen. But, uh, um, you know, the, this this trip to Maui in, in, in a few weeks is no joke. Mm-hmm. Creighton, who, who they play first, is one of the top teams in the country. Yep. They have the, they have a, a one of the best starting fives in the country. And so you desperately need to to figure some things out between now and then because that Maui trip is going to be a harsh reality check for a lot of teams there because it is I – I'm telling you, you, you you're going to see some serious competition. And you feel a bit compromised because you're missing one of your – Sure. Your, your, your prized acquisitions, if you will, and Fardal's AMAC. And so that, that just sucks. But – um, but they'll, they'll get up and down. I think they'll be a little bit more aggressive on offense. And like, they'll, like I said, they'll be able to shoot it a lot better. And that can mask a lot of deficiencies 
uh, if the but, but Coach Adams is he's on record as saying, man, we've, we've scrimmaged twice. The defense hasn't really been our problem. It's just playing together and and not turning the ball over and all that. So if the defense will come along fine. Everything else will too. Uh, but uh, but there's going to be nights when guys, you know, they, they miss a couple, they get subbed out, and then do they get frustrated? Uh, because some some of these guys, these shooters, quote-unquote mm-hmm. shooters, they're used to being able to volume shoot and, right, and put, up, right. put up a third and a fourth attempt to see if they can kind of get going. And I don't know, with, with so many options, it'll be interesting to see kind of how Mark handles that. So you mentioned the – maybe a step back defensively in terms of length, that sort of thing. Well, the, well, the bar, the bar last year. Well, was, exactly. What yeah. was about as high. I mean, they were a juggernaut. I mean, they were as impressive of a defensive team. So it's just impossible to, sure. to expect that with sure. a I bunch mean, of young kids. I think we forget, or I mean, we collectively kind of forget if you don't run into Duke last year in the, in the sweet 16, there's a decent chance you could get to the final four, at least to the elite eight, the next round you ran into at that time, the toughest team to play in the tournament. And um, that was a really talented team. So the expectations are still high for this year, but I I think you're right. You have to, to uh, be realistic. I I think to me, you can correct me if I'm wrong on the statement, you're hoping to gain as much offensively with this new group as you may be losing a little bit defensively. If, if you can be that much better offensively, it can kind of even out. Well, yeah, I, I just uh, – th- again, if, if you, in those terms, it's going to be really hard just because sure. you, were, you, were, you were the poster child for like, man, when you see Mark Adams' team, <laughs> they are going to lock you up. And like it's going to be an uncomfortable night and all that. And I don't yeah. know if you're going to be this – because cause the opposite of that last year was this Duke team that had – yeah you know, like elite offense, elite one-on-one play, elite, you know, the number one overall pick and all that. I don't, I don't know if I would expect, uh, ho- hope that you could be like some elite offensive team, but mm-hmm. but I think a, little, a bit more balanced, I, I think. And, and it's going to look a bit different this year because you're going to try to, I think, get up and down a little bit. You're going to be smaller um, and, and, and those kinds of things. And, 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 and again, some, you're going to have some players that kind of surprise us and some players that kind of don't play as well as you, you'd hoped, but you have to remember Bryson Williams goes down, in my opinion, is kind of a legend around here, and he will. He, I, I saw he it day, day in and day out, but he wasn't Bryson Williams really until early January. That's when that switch kind of flipped and he really settled in. Yeah. So November and December were kind of a hit and miss scenario. So remember that as you get going with, with this year's team because – patience and again it's the same word we talked about earlier yeah. people don't want to hear that uh but uh you know and, and not losing your home games will help uh put you in a really good spot too with um with so many newcomers who is your projected not big 12 newcomer of the year but texas tech newcomer of the year who's the one you think will stand out the most out of all of these guys or who needs to well, it's probably either Harmon or, or Tyson, uh, and I think uh, you know because D- Davian Harmon, he's been in this league before. He's a he's a dog, man. He's very outspoken. He's kind of an alpha. Um, he he really, I think he's picked up the defense and has embraced it quicker than everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can get to the you know he, he's a thirty six percent three point shooter from last year, but he can also get to the basket too. But I think he understands. It's been a while since you've had a pure point guard around here, Choice, and I think he can. Well, I would probably label him as a combo guard because he can play sure. off the ball as well. He's just somebody that really understands how, where to get uh, his teammates the ball and right. 
and, and all that. And, and, and it, he's going to help a guy like Pop Isaacs uh, a ton too, because it's allowed Pop to play off the ball some. But Pop is an elite level passer. Uh, but I, I would probably point to you and say Harmon. That's the safest answer I can give you right now. With well, Jalen Tyson's got tons of upside. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some – but I, I feel like I know what I'm getting right now in Davion Harmon. True. All right, Lovell. Looking forward to uh, basketball season. Hopefully we can uh, talk about a, a win over KU next week and uh, have a have a happy and, one of these. And, and some wins over, uh, let's see here, Northwestern State and That's right. uh, Texas Southern. Texas Southern on Yeah, Thursday. so we'll, we'll yeah. hope for a 3-0 week uh, because there's uh, – Yes, sir. Yeah, the next time we do one of these, there'll be a basketball game early that week, and then that's it's right. off to it's off to Maui. Off to Maui. So that's right. Yeah. All right, Level. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Keep hope alive, people. For Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast, brought to you by Double T ninety seven three. Y'all have a great week. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast, powered by Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double t nine seven three dot com.